how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to episode 405, where John Swab returns to talk about One Day as a Lion. Before we jump in, I do want to remind everyone I'm giving away my first book, Ink by the Barrel, Secrets from Prolific Writers. That's the full book, audiobook, and digital download at brockswinson.com. It's based on over 300 interviews I've done with writers, authors, directors, and more. That's brockswinson.com to get your free copy. Okay, let's jump in. One Day as a Lion stars Frank Grillo, Scott Kane, and J.K. Simmons. The plot reads, Jackie Powers will stop at nothing to prevent his son from following him into a life of crime. With his mob employer in pursuit, a chance encounter at a roadside diner charts a new path. You can also go back and listen to my first interview with John. There's a link in the description. In this interview, we talk about working with Frank Grillo on four films now. What enticed him about this script from Scott Kahn, how he gets movies made, why directors have to decide how much they're willing to compromise, and how to shoot big action on an indie budget. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's it's rare in life, um, and even more so in movies that you you know you find people that you that you click with and that you work well with. Um, Frank is one of those people. Uh, we have similar taste, as you uh, as you said. You know, we we both enjoy, you know, a lot of the same genre of films. Um, but overall, I mean, once you get in a groove with somebody and have a shorthand, it just makes working that much more easier and enjoyable. Um, you know, uh, film sets you don't have a lot of time to do the work that you're trying to do. So, anything to expedite that and to uh, make it easier is. Um, you know, is, is a uh, godsend. So do you guys still, are most of your conversations still kind of project to project? Are you talking like long-term? Like, how do you kind of think about some of those things where, is it your third film or is it more than that now? Uh, with Frank, is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, this is the fourth film okay. uh, with Frank. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty project to project, but I mean, you know, at this point, you know, know Frank pretty well. So, um, you know, it's, it's, we're not usually talking about movies when we're together, you know, we're talking about life or his kid or whatever, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's grown past that. I'd say. Have you started as the writer director, have you started to write characters differently with more actors in mind as the more, more and more often when you know someone might be available and, want to do the project uh yeah i do it i you know i try not to um to do it unless i'm sure the person's going to do it you know so you know this film i didn't write so i didn't really have anybody in mind i, I when i read it i tried to not think of anybody and just experience it you know as a you know as a reader um it is something i might direct but in the past when i write things um I have, you know, in the case of Ida Red or, or things like that, specifically written things for Melissa Leo or Frank Grillo and so on and so on. But uh, but yeah, I try I try not to unless I'm 100 percent sure it's going to work out. Otherwise, it it kind of is a trap. 
So this is listed as Scott as the writer here. Did he kind of come to you assuming this might be, you know, a John Frank type of project? Uh, no, I mean, I don't think he had any intention. I mean, he didn't, as far as I know, even know who I was um, at first. Uh, his his agent reached out to Jeremy, uh, my manager and producer, um, just purely as like, hey, you're a guy who gets movies made. Um, would you be interested in trying to make this one? And Jeremy read the script. He liked it. Um, he then was put in touch with Scott and they liked each other. And uh, and then my name came up amidst those conversations. And uh, I read the script and uh, talked to Scott. And here we are. What do you think um, as someone else who like yourself gets movies made? What do you do differently than some other directors who are maybe struggling? Is it just about the success of what comes out? Is it like how much is the track record? Is that important versus just the pro the next project itself? Um, you know, in my experience, you know, um, it's not being precious about things, you know, um, which which is not to say that there's no integrity to what uh, I or Jeremy and I are trying to do. It's just a matter of being being realist. You know, uh, there's no perfect scenario. There's no perfect amount of money. There's no perfect cast. Um, you know, when you're making movies, there's it's a perfect storm is what it is. And so, you know, a lot of the times you have to just there's it, being a director specifically is is you're basically just the arbiter of compromise. It's just figuring out where and what you're willing to compromise on and how much you're willing to compromise. And uh, there is one at every turn in the road. Um, so, you know, when it comes to okay, well, you know, I know the movie was budgeted at 10 million, but we only have, you know, half of that or a third of that. Um, it's finding a way to do it within the means that are available to you and uh, accepting whatever consequences there are and leaning into it and making the most of them. So, um, you know, my experience, I know a lot of people that have only made one movie and it's because when their second movie uh, you know, comes around or they have an opportunity to do it, they're too precious about the circumstances and aren't willing to take a leap of faith or to uh, take a risk. Um, and, you know, in my experience, uh, you know, I, I pride myself in being somebody who's willing to take risk. And, you know, I make these with my my best friend, uh, Jeremy, and uh, he's uh, equally as, as crazy as I am. So, you know, um, you know, it makes it easier when you when you're doing it as a team. So. So we're mostly talking about, imagine these interviews, you're mostly talking about writing and directing. What does all the time in between look like for you? I imagine you're always trying to push projects through. Like, what does that downtime look like for you? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't do well when I'm not doing something, you know, I, I and I mean that, like, I, I you know, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I, I end up in not good places. Uh so it's best for me to stay busy. Um, it's best for me to stay writing. It's best for me to, if I'm not shooting, then I'm probably editing. And while I'm editing, I'm writing. And uh, if I'm not doing any of that, then, you know, I, I should have like an ankle monitor on. So, um, you know, I, I, the, there, there's very little downtime where I'm not thinking or plotting or, or trying to uh, actively get something going. So the types, um, well, first let me ask, um, what kind of attracted you about this screenplay from Scott? What did you like about this story? 
Um, I liked that it was uh, lighthearted. I liked that it had, uh, you know, comedy elements to it. Um, and, uh, you know, I just like the the 90s kind of throwback indie feel to the movie. Um, so, you know, uh, that's that's kind of in line with what, you know, my uh, brand or whatever I'm trying. I've been do- it's in line with the movies I and we have been making. So it, it seemed like a natural fit to uh, to give it a try. Um, and and specifically the lighter material seemed like something that was fun to try. You also seem to be not just making movies regularly, but making maybe more like, does this come from an IP? Do you kind of avoid IP? How do you avoid that where it seems like so much pressure to make those types of movies today? Well, nobody's, you know, ever offered me any IP, so there's been no pressure. (laughs) So, uh, you know, and in my experience, uh, as with most things in life, uh, if you don't, you know, do it yourself and create it yourself, uh, it's not going to happen. So, um you know we uh being jeremy and i we haven't really waited around for anybody to to come knock on our door and offer us some big ip piece i can't say i wouldn't do it because i think it'd be a fun challenge but for now it's all uh you know been original content up until this scott con thing but um yeah there's been no ip pressure i guess yeah (laughs) Uh, do you have any advice about shooting action on like lower budgets? Like how do you make it look as efficient as possible? And like, maybe there's more money there. Is it about one getting one take perfect or what's some of your opinion on that? Um, it's a good question. And, you know, I've, it, it all depends on what the action is um, for me, you know, and I've certainly, you know, there's scenes that I wish I would have covered better um, with action stuff. Not not necessarily in this movie, um, but um, I think it, it's it, you shouldn't cover it like any. It, it should be covered like any other scene. That's that's that would be my advice: is cover it like you're covering a scene of dialogue. And when you're covering dialogue, there are specific lines of dialogue and specific things in the conversation that you need to really, you know, uh, hone in on and, and really, you know, focus on. And it's the same thing with action, Mm. um, you know, and also having a good stunt coordinator helps. So Mm. working with stunt coordinators, you put kind of most of your faith in them on something like that. Like how much of that is actually on the paper, how much you go through some of these things and how do you know when to step back and let someone else kind of take over something like that? Um, it, it depends also on the stunt coordinator. I mean, um, you know, some of them are very good, you know, uh, some of them aren't, you know, and, uh, you know, um, I've worked with both and, uh, you know, if you, if you're working with a bad stunt coordinator, your, your stuff's going to look like shit. Um, so you've got to kind of balance out and, 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 you know, that how capable said coordinator is and, uh, and then push or pull back, um, you know, accordingly. So, but, you know, a good one is, is a lifesaver. I'll say that. If you were kind of giving advice to a novice filmmaker who wants to make films like yours, and would you tell them to start with shorts? Would you tell them to try to, you know, make the money for a full length feature? If they were to do a short, should they try to get some action into it? Like, how do you kind of think about some of those things? Um, it's a good question. I mean, you know, I, I think, I think 
just making something. I, I guess I would I would probably say make a short because you know if you enjoy making a short film, um, which is never going to make any money, um, and is totally going to be a thankless uh, gig that is purely just because you want to do it. Um, then, then, then maybe making movies is for you. Um, but you know, it's, it's to jump feet first and to try and make it a feature, I think is, is foolish mm. because uh, there's, there's too much to learn on a smaller scale, um, that you can take with you moving forward. So are there any specific things that have kind of changed for you? Maybe some false beliefs you had five or 10 years ago about, about what it means to be, to be a writer director today? Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, for some reason, everybody thinks they want to be a writer, director, um, especially actors. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, again, for me, I, I only got into doing it this way because I, nobody, I, I didn't have any other scripts. Nobody was giving me a script. I, I wrote what I wanted to see and I went out and tried to make it and I've continued to do that. So I, I do this uh, for me on like a spiritual level because it's something I have to do. I, I need to do it. Otherwise, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll end up in places I shouldn't be. Um, but there's this weird like air of like self-importance now attached to the uh, role of director or writer-director. That's just like uh, not too dissimilar from a lot of my disdain for, uh, you know, um, people nowadays. So, um, you know, uh, I think there's a, I think a lot of these douchebags for lack of a better phrase are giving people a bad rap, um, you know, and, and specifically like people like myself, I really just do this cause I love to do it. And I, I don't much enjoy doing the pageantry or even the interviews. You're a very nice guy. I like talking to you, but it's not what I enjoy about this process. I actually enjoy just making the movies, you know? So, um, yeah so anyway thanks so much for tuning into the show before you take off i want to give you a free gift i'm giving you my first book ink by the barrel for free that's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com inside this book you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing elizabeth gilbert's playful trickster mentality you can learn to weaponize your anxiety with kevin kelly's different is better approach and learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's Calendar Anorexia Mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. If it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.